Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. I'm going to do a nice little round of some quick fire. I got a lot of good responses to my last question in my stories on Insta. I'm kind of just going to like dive right in. The first one being, can you talk about your past relationships and you knew they weren't the one and different from Davide? And, you know, I want to like respect the person that I dated before him even though I don't want, like, I don't want to, but I do. (laughs) Um, Because it's not like, it's not like, and I think like this happens a lot where, I don't know, it's not anything that he did to me, like personally. It was, you know, I think that sometimes, I think there's times where you'll come out of a relationship and you can be like, oh, I learned X, Y, and Z from that relationship. And you kind of have your like aha fulfilled moment. And I didn't have that with my, with the relationship that I had right before Davi Day. I did with the two, I've been in four relationships. I did with my first two, totally. Like, you know, looked back, totally understand what I needed to learn from that. Like, you know, incredible, but I, I can't, I still, I mean, obviously I learned a lot, but I do think that maybe there are times when relationships are just kind of like placeholders for time. Cause there wasn't like during that time in my life, nothing else even progressed. Like my, my career was like in the exact same place for the course of that two years or however long, I think it was two years, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. I can't, I don't know, whatever. I know we had one lease and then there was another lease and I wanted to renew that, that I, we lived in a house that was, that's also really hard too. It was very like, almost like a New York thing where you have like a rent with someone you like, like where you live and you're like, I guess I'll just stay here because I really like where I live. And, it, and the person that I was with was definitely in a period of growth in, in their life. So it wasn't, re- it wasn't, I think we both really wanted and thought at that time in our life that it was really time to like find your person and settle down. I think we both had come from a previous relationship where we were maybe felt like a little rejected. And so we're like looking for love. And because both of us were in an unsettled place in our lives, we were like not on like a solid foundation by any means. And a lot of the time, I think that people in general and I really, really believe this, they look at a failed relationship as a failure. And, and you almost like your ego is involved. Like there's so many reasons why you don't want to leave that relationship. And a lot of it is like, why isn't this working? And you're really missing the point, which is like, am I, am I like 
over the moon happy with this person. Like, and now I know being a mom, it's like, fuck, if you're not like a lot of the time people don't talk about, I think I mentioned this before. A lot of time people don't talk about what kind of parents they're good. They, they, they like aspire to be like, you could have completely, and you never know until the kid comes. Like I thought I would breastfeed for a year, you know, other than that, I think I'm like pretty, like I'm not, I'm like pretty aligned with what I thought I would be. But we talked a lot. We would, every time we would leave other people, every time Davide and I would leave other people's, you know, gatherings where there were children and, you know, the kid had, you know, done, tripped somebody else or needed to apologize or just like overall behavior. Like we would get in the car and I'd be like, okay, like how would you handle this? Like, how would you handle that? And Davide would always say, you know, if, if we're at dinner and our baby has our phone and we say, give me the phone or we're going home and she doesn't give us the phone, we need to go home. Like we, and, and I was like, damn, like, and think about it. Like if you're having fun at dinner, you don't want to leave. And so he was like, I need you to promise me that we're going to be aligned with those things. And I said, okay, you have my word. And so, you know, it'll be amazing. Like the day that that happens where we just have to say like, sorry, like we have to leave because our child, it's important for the two of us to understand consequences. If in that moment I say, you can, you go ahead and go like, I'm having fun. Then he's looks like the asshole. I'm still chilling. He has to leave. And, and it will definitely be resentful towards me that I didn't, you know, I wasn't showing that like Papa was the ultimate authority. And, and so, I mean, we both are, but you know what I mean? Like that's, so I think now like how misaligned the last person I was with and I were, and I knew it, I felt it in my guts. And and those are the moments you have to listen to because if we had stayed together because we both didn't want to not be in a relationship because we were both scared of having a failed relationship, you know, like if we both, if we both made that work because we didn't want to break up with the other person, not because we were like, oh, I desperately love you and need you, but I think we both like needed someone. I mean, holy shit, we would have got like, would have been a mistake. And so I had the wherewithal at that point in time to say to myself, like, do I want this person, not this person? Cause I'm sure whoever he has kids with or whatever, like will be a wonderful father. Like, of course, like 100%. But would we be good parents together? No, because we were like, especially at that point in our lives, you know? So those were the things that like kind of started eventually coming into my mind. And, and a lot of that was really triggered by my parents, like discussions with them. Like, you know, you don't ever want to, and now we have this discussion too. I have friends who have kids and it's like, I don't really want to meddle in their relationships or tell them what to do. And, and, and you can't, and you have to let your kids go through what they're supposed to go through. And but like when I was with Davide, my dad was like, oh my God, like this is the guy. Like we broke up once and I remember I came home crying and I was like, we broke up. Like, and my dad got emotional. He said, I could just kill him. And I was like, whoa, where before I'd come home distraught from a breakup, you know, for like Sunday dinner and I, you know, I'd have a glass of wine and I'd cry and he'd be like, you have fucking 10 more minutes of this. Like, and then we, I need my Sunday back. Like not worth it. Keep it moving, you know, which is, which is cool to have when you have a family member like that, that especially a parent, but you know, as kids, it's like, I don't know why, but for some reason we just want to not listen to what we have to go through our own shit. So, you know, there was a little bit of push and pull with those kinds of conversations. But at the end of the day, you know, my mom would always say to me, do you picture this person as the father of your children? Like, do you think that, think about what 10 years looks like? Think about, you know, what buying a house looks like. Think about you guys can't even pick a neighborhood to live in, you know, like things like that where, where she would just watch these moments where she was like, okay, well, when real life happens, because the first two years of a relationship are just the first two years of a relationship. You're like, think about when you're like 50 years old. Think about like sending your kids to college with this person. Think about, I mean, it's a crazy, it's almost like irresponsible to think that you're making a promise to another person after only knowing them for two years, when like the rest of your life hopefully is more than the years you've already lived. And you've only lived half of them as an adult. You were a fucking child. So how are you supposed to then all of a sudden have the wherewithal to make some sort of decision to like procreate with another, the whole thing's a crapshoot. <laughs> like it really is. So you just, 
And by the way, like you, there is, you can't operate by like some sort of timeline because then that just makes it worse. And so, you know, you like, once you, once you alleviate your own narrative, once you alleviate your own restrictions that you're putting on yourself for another partner, and once you look at this other person and like really deep down, like, I don't know, I just like, I would lay in bed with Davide and like watch him sleep. And it was so odd because it was definitely at a time when we, when he was definitely like not going to move here and I definitely wasn't going to move there. And I was like, fuck, like, you know, this like random Italian guy that I'm laying in bed with in Brooklyn where my whole life is across this fucking country and his whole life is in another country. Like this is like, I would just be like, wow, this is so random but I just, in my bones, I was like, oh my God, I love this person. Like I love him. Like I love him. And I'll tell you, here's like little things to notice or like the way that, that people who you're dating, like interact with your family and the way that they interact with their own family. And a lot of people don't have families. And so I know this is like a privileged perspective, but I definitely didn't like the way that the person who I was with before, like he, like this person didn't have a relationship with my family for multiple reasons. One of them being like my dad had like a very abrasive, like shit talky personality. And that's how he bonded with people. And like, it's not for everybody. Davide fucking loves that shit. Like love, like thrived on it. Wouldn't kiss me in front of him. Made sure that he was always, you know, my Davide took a flight home from New took a flight home, took a flight here from New York for one day to watch a Super Bowl with my dad, like surprised him, like lived and died for my father, like would have done anything for him. And that was a huge aha moment for me when he did that. And then, oh my God, God, you know, and then he died two weeks after driving a moved here and like out of respect for my father was willing to like take care of my mom. And I think to myself, if I was with anybody else, my mom would be in an apartment right now. And someone else would be living in this house, which all would have been fine. But now we're able to like live my father's legacy through this home and make sure that my mom at 73 is not alone in an apartment where like bad habits could, you know, it's just like all these, like one thing leads to this other thing. And so I would just trust, trust, trust this gut feeling because look, this person who I was sleeping with in Brooklyn, who like didn't even speak English that well and like wore suits every day and hated being on Instagram. Like, I mean, we were so different. This gut feeling inside of me was so heavy. I couldn't ignore it. And I remember one time going to visit him when we were kind of like, you know, would spend time with each other. I remember one time like landing in New York for work and I, and I had a, I was supposed to stay at another friend's house. And he was, that and I were kind of like in a weird place. He was being like bitchy to me. And I was like, I landed, it took a red eye. So I landed early and I was like, I'm going to go to a friend's. And he was like, if you're in New York, you're staying with me. Like what? Like, you're not going to go stay somewhere else. Like you go to sleep with me at night. We wake up together in the morning, you know, it was really intense. And, and I remember like that day, like, you know, it was whatever. So I go stay with him and then he went to work and, and then we had, he came home and we had this amazing night where we made pasta and drank wine together and he put on music, you know, now what we do every night together. And, and I called my mom and she said, you know, is it a smart thing that you stayed there? And I said, I would, it is worth the heartbreak to, to experience this. I feel like I'm in a movie. And so if this doesn't work out, I will always have these memories and I will have a standard that has been raised significantly for what I'm looking for in my next relationship. Obviously it doesn't mean I need to find someone who's singing Italian music to me, making pasta, but somebody who fills, you know, an apartment in New York. That's not, you know, he was renting a room, an apartment in New York with this much love and this much warmth and, you know, can make any scenario feel like the best. And, and it's those kinds of I don't know. I don't want to like get into personal. I would like to give examples. I would like, it's like, you know, with, with one of my exes, we went on, we went on vacation for a weekend somewhere. And I, I just remember having like two completely different ideas of what that weekend was going to be, where we were like in a new place 
And I was like, oh, let's go explore and let's see new restaurants. Maybe there's a, a bar, like a cute bar here. Maybe we can. And like the person I was with at the time was like, oh, I'm craving Thai food. And we like picked up Thai food and like ate in like watching TV. And I was like, why did we leave home? You know, and it was, and, and that's such a small thing, but it was, you know, that amounts to like a lifetime of like not having that kind of like the same expectations as somebody else. And now, you know, I feel like I have a partner, like our expectations for the most part are very aligned. Of course, there's times where he'll come home from work tired and, or like we're at a party and I'm like, let's go to the other party. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm tired. And that's when you like compromise as a couple, but those conversations aren't resentful and they're not like, oh, I'm tired. Why are you doing this to me? They're really nice. It's, Hey, listen, I'm really tired. I'm down to go. You know, can we like kind of hop in, show, say hi, leave? And uh, Absolutely. And we did that. And then we got in the car and I was like, look, like we made such a great compromise or there are times where he's like, I really want to go home. And I'm like, okay. And I like go home because he's tired and I want to make him feel supported. But like those little things, you have all fought with people about that shit before. So you know what I'm talking about where like those conversations just don't go well. And they're small little things, but like imagine a lifetime of those bitchy fucking conversations. You just don't want to have them. It's not a nice way to live. So that's my very long. Oh my God. That was, I've been talking for 15 minutes. Wow. That's embarrassing. Our next sponsor has a product that I have literally been using every day for over a year. I started taking athletic greens because I just felt like I wasn't sure I was getting the nutrition I needed, no matter how healthy I ate. And I wanted something I could do first thing in the morning to jumpstart my day. So even if I ate bad later in the day or whatever. I knew that I started my day correctly. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and my favorite adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging all the things. That's why, you know, I wake up in the morning, I add a big fat scoop to just room temperature water and I throw it in Davide smoothies when I can. What's great, great, great about it is it's really lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, it works with your diet. It also contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. I mean, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And that's the easiest thing to do. That is just by drinking athletic greens. Isn't that awesome? It costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. Cost him over $100 a day. So let me tell you, this stuff is affordable. It's delicious. There's not one bad thing you can say about it. And it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Hello. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash best four. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash best and the number four to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, I'm Haley Hubbard. Hi, I'm Jessica Diamond. This is our show, Meaningful Living, where we break down the overwhelming amount of parenting, lifestyle, and relationship information into credible and digestible knowledge and tools. Parenting is hard. And the thousands of decisions we're forced to make every day can feel daunting. While we've never had access to so much information, it's never been harder to find the knowledge we need to feel confident in the choices we make. We're sharing completely uncensored information here. It can be messy, but it's always fun and always real. Check out Meaningful Living anywhere you listen to your podcast. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. Okay. The next one, which I'm really happy that somebody asked me, which is my boss is so mean, but it's a great company. And what advice do you have for that? And 
I have only worked for pretty intense women starting from being really young. I've never had like a, well, I mean now, you know, Revolve obviously has male owners, but like before up leading up until LPA, I never had uh, a man as a boss. I only ever had women. And I had very, I mean, even when I did casting in New York, like the woman who I was casting for was just like a fucking badass. And women who you would call like, oh, that girl's such a bitch, or I heard that woman's such a bitch, which, you know, I would never say, especially now, because it's like, like, you know, I wouldn't talk about it's if it was a man, you wouldn't say that. Anyway, so here's the thing. If you're being violated for multiple reasons, like if you're being emotionally violated, if you're being sexually harassed, if you are, you know, if illegal things are happening, if your well-being is compromised, then you need to do something about it. Hopefully this great company has an HR program with a human being who you can speak to and make, you know, a formal complaint, you know, whatever, like those types of things for your health and well-being are, are important. But I have to say my main concern with what's happening now that I see is like, there is such a wave of entitlement with young kids trying to get jobs. Like I have never fucking seen in my life ever. And I am used to, and it's just, it's also is okay with my personality. Like I know there's like a a lot of people this whose personalities would never be okay with this, but my personality was strong enough to handle bosses who like yelled at me, especially like in rooms full of other people. And I do think that those moments build grit. And I also do think that no one was yelling at me for any other reason than like, I wasn't listening and I needed to learn something or like, because I wasn't listening, did something fucking wrong. I remember I ordered a neon for a company I used to work for. We were opening up a new store. And I was in charge of helping with the build out of the store. I'd never ordered a neon before. So all over the phone, I remember the guy said, do you want clear glass with the red light inside? Or do you want, you know, red glass with white light inside? I didn't go. I didn't take the extra step to drive the 20 minutes to the fucking lighting place and like see the difference in those two things. And obviously neons are really hard to depict over images. and so because I was lazy and didn't go, we ordered a neon that was wrong. It was supposed to be a bright red neon. And it was the clear glass with like the red light, which looked pink and you could barely see it from the street. And I remember my boss at the time got to the store and called me and I, she was like, you need to fucking get here right now. And I drove 45 minutes from like one side of town to the other. And she was standing outside and she said, does this look red? And I said, no, she put me in the car and she was red faced. Her face was more red than the fucking sign. She was so mad. And she, we drove around West Hollywood. She said, that is a clear light with red inside and that, or a clear glass with red light inside. And that is red glass with white light inside. Do you see the difference? And she pointed it all out to me everywhere. Pointed it out, pointed it out, put it out. And she said, you wouldn't even have been able to tell me the difference because you didn't take the time. And that sign was $8,000. We have an $8,000 mistake because you didn't want to take 20 minutes. By the way, this would have made most people melt. Don't even get me started on the shit that was screamed at me at people's revolution. But like you get red faced, you fucking learn from it. You learn that like, you know, sometimes it takes these like, I mean, I'm so detail oriented now because of those things happening. Oh my God. When I was at people's revolution, I sent a PR list to a client that had all the contact information in it. That's why you pay a PR company is for their contacts. I exported a list from like this fashion program. It's called Fashion GPS, which if any of you've worked in PR, that'll be like a big, a big, nice uh, nostalgic moment for you. And I kept, you can change, you know, click little things to say just exporting names. And they were like, who's coming to our holiday party or whatever the fuck it was. And instead of just exporting the names, I had all the phone numbers and email addresses. There's no reason to hire a PR company if you have all that information. And I sent it as an attachment in email and CC'd my boss, Robin Berkeley, who's a fucking queen. And she was so mad that she had to leave. Like she stood up in front of the office full of everybody. And she's what the fuck are you thinking? What the fuck are you thinking? This is one of our biggest fucking clients. 
You just sent them all of our contact information. I mean, screaming at me and then left. And I'm just sitting there. Everyone's staring at me like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And you know, and like somebody, you know, one of my coworkers grabbed me. We went outside. We like walked to get a coffee. I like cried. I was like, I didn't know. She's like, it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. It's, you have to have those moments in life to allow for grit and grace. What I always talk about. I had both, I had two bosses in a row that I spent years with who were really hard to work for. But in the end, I just thought to myself, to the, it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like wiped out mentally. Like mentally, I can't do this anymore. And that's when I changed jobs. And that's also very scary to do. But I always, I've always said that like, nothing will bring you to where you need to be in your career other than making like scary changes. And so if you emotionally distraught, not wanting to go to work in the morning, like it's affecting your mental health, it's affecting your overall happiness. You need to either have a convert, you know, I would give like a warning to HR that you are in a place that is unhealthy for you and it's time to move on. Or you need to just put this protective shield over yourself that says like, I'm going to learn a lot from this person, even though they're a fucking asshole. I'm going to realize a lot of what they're doing and saying to me is their projection of their own shit, but I'm going to allow myself to be here for X amount of time until I feel like I can, you know, switch to have a different boss within this environment or switch managers or level up above this person. So I don't have to deal with them anymore. And it's worth it. You know, there, you have to really just weigh these options. I do think a lot of people now just want to like start their own brands and don't have enough experience working for other companies, especially good companies. And if you're there and you love the company, if you can, if, if you're, if you're physically and mentally able to do it, I would stay there as long as you can. So you're prepared for the next move that you need to make. Absolutely. I think that's, I think those are always, you know, really important conversations to have with yourself, but I don't know. I, I, I do think that there is something to be said about, you know, being able to survive working for somebody who is an asshole. I think that it's very, I think it's very helpful. Another question is if, when you know the right, it's the right time to break up. And again, I'm just going to say change is the scariest thing. If you're already asking when you should break up with someone, I don't know why you're wasting any more of your time. Get it over with. You're got to get it over with at some point anyway. Just rip the Band-Aid off. The faster you get it over with, the faster you can heal. That door closes. You're allowing for other doors to open. You can cruise into that next door. Who knows what's in the next door? Maybe it's your perfect partner. I think putting off those kinds of things because you're scared is obviously really normal, but I would just dig in there. I think that, yeah, the... I don't know. I just keep like where my mind keeps going to and it goes to this with like some of my friends too. And it, and it went like this for me too with like after I broke up with my ex is like my personal experience is that the person that I'm supposed to be with for my next relation, all, all four of my relationships happened when I was in a place where I was really happy in my life. So the sooner, you know, cause once you're I like, I like attracted it, you know, I attracted that love and that relationship because I wasn't looking for it. So the the best way that you can get to that point, then they're the best and quickest way I would do that ASAP. The holidays are right around the corner. And if you want help prepping for your parties and family get-togethers, all while supporting a more sustainable local food system, you got to check out my fave, Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste. Make a difference in our food system, embrace the natural imperfections, and get your groceries delivered weekly with Imperfect Foods. Because, get this, I'm going to blow your mind right now. In the last year, 35% of the food supply went unsold or uneaten in the U.S. Imperfect Foods is working to turn this around by sourcing foods that would otherwise fall through the cracks of our food system. Visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area. And once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, and yummy snacks. Plus, your order will arrive on the same day each week. On average, Imperfect Foods customers save six to eight pounds of food from lesser outcomes with every order. 
And unlike on-demand delivery companies, Imperfect delivers weekly by neighborhood, a very unique model that produces 25 to 75% fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store. Plus, say goodbye to packaging guilt. Imperfect Foods is the only national grocery delivery company that makes it easy to return your packaging after every order. Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code slash best. Again, that's 20% off your first four orders up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. Offer code when you use promo code best imperfectfoods.com slash best. Has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor. You search and find one that looks good. You wait on hold to book an appointment. You rearrange your schedule. And then when you finally go in, you find out the doctor doesn't even take your insurance. Well, I have a solution. Just download the free app ZocDoc. It's the easiest way to find a doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or on video. Never wait on hold with the receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, all of it, ZocDoc has you covered. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc to book an appointment. And we are truly one of them. I use it for everyone in my family. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Pia and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C com slash Pia. We got a lot of questions about, you know, what the day-to-day behind the scenes is of our businesses and or like steps to starting a small business. And and I don't I don't think people like talk enough about, you know, one of them specifically was about how to turn designs in your head into a real thing. And, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough question to answer because you know, like, especially like Baroncini and Porn & Co were making clothing, not clothing, but we're going to do aprons and like easy, like I call them like cooking dresses. And like, you know, it costs us fucking money. Like, and it, and the reason why it hasn't happened yet is because, you know, I've been saving up to buy this house and I don't have like the couple grand, you know, I haven't wanted to, I'm like, okay, we can put that off, you know? And the hardest one really is with Gaia because we do really like his clothes sell so well. And we're like, oh man, this is great. But then we have to sample new products and then, and then we have to do production. And so we're in this weird lull with Gaia where it's selling so well. We have, we're not paying for any marketing. We're not, so it's like, okay. So a BTS of the day, like right now is Monday. It's supposed to be Davide's day off. The baby has her appointment in an hour for her six month checkup. I, have a housekeeper on Mondays and Wednesdays who is like a very important person to us who we love more than anything. And she and Carmela have a bond that is fucking like so special. So I try to book whatever I can on Mondays and Wednesdays, knowing that like once Carmela wakes up and Helica will be here to help her and like pick her up like gladly. Like she like runs in there anytime she makes a little peep. It's really cute. And then the other days she, you know, I'll, I'll work next to her or like maybe my mom will take her. I'm like a little bit drowning right now because I'm, I don't feel well. So I'm really tired. So I like not getting out of bed till like eight 30 by eight 30. I usually have worked out and had breakfast. And so I'm not getting like a good start to my day and it's making me sluggish and I'm having a really hard time. So is Davide just like navigating like day-to-day emails, but you know, his day, he's supposed to have a day off today and he went to go ship some orders. And now he just messaged me. He's like, I can't fucking believe this. There was like people outside of the store. I can see now that it's because I get an email every time he gets an order that he said four orders today <laughs> of like on his day where he's not supposed to be working. And that's hard, right? Cause he's going to miss Carmela's appointment at her checkup. And he missed the last one because he was, had to do work. And I always book them on Mondays because it's supposed to be his day off, but he's Monday ends up becoming like another work day. And so, you know, even like Saturday, my mom went 
to my brother. My brother lives in Ventura with his wife and their two kids and they never see each other. And I was like, you need to go see Spencer more. And so she was like, we're going to go up. And they had such a fucking awesome night. And so I was like, oh my God, like, Davide, like we're alone on Saturday night. You know, like the baby goes to sleep at six and we can just, you know, do anything we want. <laughs> and he didn't get home till 1030 <laughs> because he had had such a crazy work day. And instead of me being mad, which obviously I shouldn't, but instead of me being like, well, you work late and I've been here and blah, 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 blah. I got some of my own work done. I ordered his favorite pizza. I got a little gluten-free pizza for myself and like worked as much as I could until I was like, I'm, I'm done working because I'd been working all day. And then I watched Friday Night Lights and had a martini and ate my gluten-free pizza until he came home. And he came home to his, you know, a surprise of like his favorite bottle of wine and his favorite pizza. And when he got home, he also had bought me roses on the way home to make me feel, you know, we just like do those little things, but I'm definitely like right now I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I have an intern, Daniela, who's been working with me for years, like since before the wedding, but I only literally ever, every like six months do I ask her to come. And I mean, think maybe she came like three months ago or two months ago. So I've been meaning to gift Baranchini Import and Co., for the last two months and keep telling people their olive oil is coming and it hasn't come because it's been sitting in my fucking garage. So I finally was like, okay, can you come over? And she knows how to pack the boxes. She did the last round. So while I worked on my computer and hand wrote the notes, I sent out the gifting. We can't, the only way for us to like afford to be able to have user generated content is to gift the product. So if it's not being gifted, it's just it's not going to get like the exposure that it needs to get more customers. And so, you know, that's something that definitely needs more help, but we don't have the help for it. And then creating all my Instagram content, which is something that I've always done very naturally and off the cuff and last minute now that that's actually like becoming something really serious. And I have a wonderful manager and I'm getting behind on things, which is not cool or professional. We just decided to hire someone that two days a week will come here and film my content with me. And that's a whole new thing that makes me feel like really weird because, you know, everyone will be like, oh, you're an influencer. And it's like, no, I run businesses. And I feel like there's kind of like a negative connotation to that term because like, it's not like I ever like posted my outfits or I don't, I, but I also think that like, I don't think there should be a negative connotation to that word because it's a multi-billion dollar business at this point. So I'm honored and lucky that things that I say and can suggest that people can, you know, I don't know, there's, we only work with companies that I'm so aligned with or companies that I already love and use. And so I'm really excited for all the things that, that we're working on and working with because I want everybody to have the things that I love, you know, it's like, whatever. So that is being now delegated, delegated to, cause I usually have like my mom or Davide, like last minute, take these photos of me or I set up a tripod. And, and so, and then I get nervous that like, what if things look better and like, it makes you guys feel like, Oh, like that looks like more of a professional photo. And I don't like that. I don't, you know, cause it's, I don't, I've never put I've never like thought about my Instagram, like, oh, I should post that. Like, it's always super off the cuff. So that's a whole other. So basically like, yeah, I mean, our days right now is I wake up, I fucking look at my phone, which I shouldn't. I need to stop doing that. I'm going to put myself on a protocol in January, but I'm not moving my body at all right now. And it's just making me feel worse and worse. So I like get up, I like drag my ass out of bed. I get downstairs. I try to make sure I have like a hot lemon water or a apple cider vinegar with lemon. I chug that. I make an oatmeal. I make a matcha or a coffee. I put my little tinctures in there. And like, once I sit down at my computer, it's a fucking wrap. I don't leave my computer until she wakes up, until she wakes up at 445 for bath time. And then bath time usually corresponds with me having to make dinner. I make dinner if we don't pick up something and we rarely pick up something or unless we go out to dinner, then I make sure that there's food for my mom while she's, you know, whatever stays home. And so I put Carmela in the bath. She's old enough now to kind of like sit up in there with her where I don't have to be like sitting right next to her. Obviously keep my eye on her the whole time. So my mom and I will make a cocktail and we'll like either you know, if I have to be somewhere, she'll, she can do bath time by herself. Otherwise I do bath time. Hopefully the two of us are here and it's like really cute and fun. And we sing to her and we have a cocktail or a glass of wine. And then 
at that same time dinner. And then hopefully Davide is home in time for us to all sit down and have dinner together, which is really an important rule in our house. I never eat without him. He never eats without me. And we never eat without my mom. And then we sit down and eat. And then at that time, I'll give myself another 30 minutes to finish up what I didn't from the day, 30 minutes to an hour, and then take a shower or a bath and get into bed. We usually don't, like we haven't been big TV watchers, but right now we're like behind on succession and we're behind on, we're behind on succession. We're behind on Yellowstone. And I started watching Friday Night Lights on a plane and I'm fucking addicted. So we have that. So I also have a book from Reese's book club that I'm reading. And then during the day, it's just kind of like a shit show of like trying to make sure that, you know, the podcast gets turned in on time, which is really hard because it's loud in here and there's three dogs and a baby and he's constantly, you know, I do Gaia with him as much as I can for the things that he needs help with. Like, you know, the event that we had here last month, that was me. You know, I put that together for him so he could stay focused on the store. You know, we have ideas to grow the business. Like while he's, you know, I don't want to take away from his creativity there. So like I'll set up meetings for us or make phone calls with people that I think we could partner with on certain things. We have LPA fittings every Tuesday and every Thursday. That's between 30 minutes and three hours. We're working on Q3 for next year. So I had to have all the fabrics selected for that. We just hired an angel named Chloe, who's like the best thing that's really ever happened to LPA in a very long time. And so uh, she had to be set up last week. She was in our first fittings with us. So now we're designing into July, August, September of next year. So, you know, making sure that the prints are in, that the prints are then, you know, delegated to their fabrics, that all the other fabrics are delegated, that the Pantones are picked out. And then we go in and design out each group from the fabric. Baranchini Import & Co. is like, you know, on the back burner. The only thing that we really need to keep doing that keeps, gets fucking pushed out because we have other shit to do is our cooking videos. And those will hopefully start really soon. But, you know, it's like taking an hour out of our day to, it's not even that, it's way more than that. It's like an hour of filming and then I have to get the stuff and then it has to be edited. And I don't know if I should edit it myself. It's like, but that's like the content that we need to push everything forward with Baranchini Import and Co. Because hopefully everything in those videos from the dinnerware to the apron to a lot of the food products will be our, from like our company, you know, like we're working on making olives, we're working on making different salts, we're working on making different kinds of like sun-dried tomatoes and pasta and, and then the aprons and the dinnerware and the, you know, so it's a lot. It's, it's, that's why I keep saying that I need some help. And I just now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, if I'm behind on things, like I can't beat myself up about it. I had a meltdown two days ago about it. Pretty, pretty epic meltdown in the morning. And Davide was pretty pissed about it because he was just like, I can't start my day like this. And I definitely, I definitely am very thankful for all of this. And we're just in a building stage and, you know, I kind of need to get more of like a workout kind of situation settled. Do you have big plans for 2022? If any of your plans include trying to have kids, there's an easy way to learn more about your body while thinking ahead. The modern fertility hormone test is a simple at-home finger prick that unlocks tons of insights into your reproductive health from egg count to menopause timing to possible outcomes for egg freezing or IVF. All things good to know if kids are in your future and just good to know for your mental sanity. I'm the biggest, biggest, biggest believer in modern fertility and that's why it was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. I am massively passionate about this because I spent two years and four doctors trying to get this information for thousands of dollars. And this is the same thing in one test for $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia, you can get $20 off that test. 
Also, if you have HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and every other important fertility factor. The results go super deep into what every hormone means so you can learn about what's actually happening in your body and you can talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps, which is oftentimes going to your doctor with all the information you need about your body so you can plan accordingly. Because if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body, which you have the right to know and have access to, can help you make the decision that is right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even a thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash Pia. I have a a couple of questions, which I always get asked about if I'm close with my siblings. I have five, I'm one of five. I have four half siblings. My mom had, both my parents were married before. My dad had two boys and a girl and my mom had a boy and they, three of them have two kids. So I have six nieces and nephews. And my God, the oldest one is like 22, which is crazy. Yeah, super crazy. And now little Carmela has like no peers in her age group. Like her, the cousin closest to her is seven years old. So she's a little lone ranger, exactly like I was. I was born like my, the next brother up for me, Spencer's 12 years older than I am. And then my sister is 20 years older than I am. Am I close with them? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak negatively, but anybody, I you know, we just had like a big death in our family with my dad and my life is very busy like a lot of people's and has been for a long time. And I will say that I have created very healthy boundaries for myself because I don't have the emotional capability to add like anything else to my plate. So like things already that shouldn't make me spiral kind of make me spiral because I'm at like the end of my rope a lot of the time at the end of the day. So like there are siblings that I'm, you know, most of my siblings I'm super close to. My brother Jeff lives really close to me and we weren't close growing up because the age gap was really weird. And, you know, our politics are very different or whatever, but like, I'm like obsessed with Jeff. Like, he, he like looks just like my dad and he's funny and he's like such a man. And I like love what a father he is to his kids. And if I need anything, he will be here in four seconds. Like he's just like a cool big dude that like, yeah, I just like, I love him. I love, he's like, so my dad, which is really cool. And, you know, I'm really close with his kids. My brother Spencer, I don't see that much cause he lives far away. I mean, not far, he lives an hour away and you know, I think also it's like when you have kids, like your schedules are so crazy, but Spencer is like an angel. His wife is an angel. His kids are perfect. Like they all are. They're all magic. My brother Peter lives really far away. He's a naval commander. Sorry, he's a naval captain, which is a huge deal. And his wife, who I've, who's been on the podcast, is like a world-renowned archaeologist and she's excavating in Turkey right now. Like they're extremely academic. And I always make fun of him when he comes into town because he has like a folder for his like schedule while he's here that's printed out like down to like the drive from the airport will take approximately 58 minutes during this time. Like, I'm just like, you fucking nerd. (laughs) Like, and he's like, he and I are so different. Like then he'll try to explain something to me and he's like, you're dumb. Like, (laughs) how do you not know that? Like, how do you not know what a black hole is? Like, I don't fucking know what a black hole is. And so we we're really funny. Our relationship is really funny because we have completely different brains. And so, I, I mean, I always enjoy him being here because we always like, Davide will like dress him in Gaia and we'll like, he, you know, he has a really strict routine when he's home. So we'll like make him drink an extra beer and like get him ice cream and we like eat pizza. You know, we'll take him to our favorite restaurants. Like he has like a delivery meal program because he's so busy. He and his wife are so busy. Like a lot of the time, even though they're all really good cooks because our parents just grew up cooking all the time, but, but I don't see him because he lives in Maryland and 
I mean, it's a shame he was home a couple months ago. Like, you know, he'll, they have, obviously there's naval bases here. So there's hopefully times where he can come here and he does. And it's so nice. And when his wife is in town, because she grew up here, she obviously like stays here. That's like why we work really hard to have this house to make sure that there's like always a home for someone here. And, and that's really nice. And then my sister lives really close uh, to here. And I'm really, you know, I talk to her kids all the time. They're like much older and adults now, but she lives close, but I just, our schedules are busy right now. And we're just like, not, you know, we're not seeing each other that much right now. And that's like, a lot of it is because of like me and needing to process like certain things. And she and I are 20 years apart. We had completely different relationships with our parents. We had like completely different lives growing up. And I think that's really hard for both of us to understand at just this current point in our lives. And that'll change at some point, of course. And I don't wish her like any ill will by any means, but like, I just, and I like miss her all the time, but like for where I personally am right now, to have a close relationship with her, I just can't do it, but I'm working on it. And I would like her to meet Carmela and I don't want to violate her privacy, which I feel like I'm doing right now, even sharing this. But I do think that it's really healthy to encourage people to be like, like, I'm not like, fuck you, I'm not talking to you. I'm just like, and we are talking, but I do think that in order to be your best self and have the best relationship, especially with people in your family, that it is totally okay to say like, this is where I am in my life right now. This like will change because people fucking change, hopefully. But, you know, I need certain boundaries respected for me at this moment so we can have a more healthy relationship in the future. And I don't think people oftentimes need to do that with their parents or their significant others or their boyfriend, you know, any of that. And so I think that that, I think just making sure that you are staying on top of what works for you and not, you know, and protecting your mental health is always a priority, even if it is a family member. This whole like families forever thing, I totally agree with to a point. And then I just think a lot of us, you know, have a lot of chosen family and those people are equally as important and creating healthy boundaries is always a good thing for anybody. All right. And there we are. 45 minutes on the fucking dot. Love you guys. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.